Yeah. Here we go. Who's ready this morning to have a little fun? Are y'all ready? All right. All right. Good. This is week three of Transformers. So if today is your first time at Transformers or at our church at all, we want to tell you you are our honored guest. We are so happy and honored that you're here with us. And um, so let me just give you a, a look, kind of an overview of Transformers. Uh, by viewing God's mercy, we offer our bodies living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. And we're no longer conformed to the world. We're being transformed by the renewing of our minds. And that's what Transformers is all about. Romans 12 at the beginning. But then it's really the whole chapter because I believe Paul gave us an amazing chapter in his book to, to the church of Rome, to his letter. And it's, it's crazy. So today is a topic that I'm telling y'all. And this is a little bit different because it's kind of a testimony. It's the topic that, that Paul wrote about. But it's the topic that God has dealt with me on. I don't know in my life, this is the truth, I didn't say this earlier, I don't know if in my life God has ever dealt with me this directly about one thing. And it has like messed me up really bad. Where I can't do anything without saying, what did I just say? You know what I mean? What did I just do? And it's, it's the area of honor. And honor sounds like that should be easy, right? And, and when we think of honor, when we think of honor, we think of things like the military, and the way that they salute each other, and the way that they honor our flag. And we think of certain things, and we, like, this is kind of funny. We think of um, old movies, like in the black and white, you know, when the men would put the coats down over the water? That was honoring. And today it's taboo. You don't do that anymore, do you? Because there's really no need to honor anymore. And, like, opening doors for our wives or our girlfriends because like it's old, it's old fashioned, right? It's not something that we should do. And by the end of this message, you may disagree with that thought, right? Because it's messing, it's messed me up. But let me just say this as, as we go in, okay? I want you to consider yourself and consider this. Jesus said in Matthew 15, and he was repeating Isaiah, they acknowledge me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They, they honor me. Listen, they honor me with their mouth, and their heart does not honor me. It's far from me. And guys, I just believe this, and y'all can just stay with me, and by the end, maybe I believe that you'll understand what I'm saying right here. I believe the problem in churches today, not Four Points Church, but capital C Church that are meeting all around the country and quite honestly all around the world, is a lack of honor. It's a lack of a culture of honor. And I don't mean that the, that the pastor drives a certain amount of money vehicle. I, that's not what I mean. I, I, don't, I don't mean that, that we all do weird things together and we run the aisles. If that's what people want to do, by the way, I'm cool with it. But that's, that's not what that means. What that means is in our hearts, what comes out face to face may sound honorable, but it is really a lie. And when we're home and when we discuss politics and when we discuss other things and when we discuss honestly this is just this is for everybody because this is what God's done in my life we spit venom and, and, and then this is crazy then we say I don't get why God's not using me maybe God's given us a blessing by not using us further than he is because people look at us and say if that's the light I don't want any part of that light that light doesn't look fun that that, that light sure as heck doesn't look freeing I don't want any part of the light and it's because, honestly, I really believe this. It's because of a lack of, of honor in the culture, and that's in our hearts, not what comes out of our mouth. 
So listen, if you practice telling people nice things, that is awesome. That's part of it. But it's not all of it. It's deep, deep, deep in our crevice. And so today, what I want to give to you guys, and it, it will be all-encompassing. It'll be about your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend. It'll be about all. But listen, if you miss this, you'll miss everything. Honor always, always, always starts with God. Always. And if it does not flow down from God first, you've missed honor altogether and you're dishonoring. And I'll explain that in a minute. But Romans 12, we're going to continue. And if this is your first time, uh, man, you're jumping in at the right time because this is really cool. But let me just tell you, I'm going to read, I'm going to read these verses, but I'm going to focus mainly on verse 10 and the second part. But don't miss this. They all deal with honor. Right? Everything that I'm about to read deals with honor. And this is what it says. Let love be genuine. This is what I asked the first service. Have y'all, do y'all use this word abhor? Show of hands, how many has used this word in a sentence on purpose without reading it in the Bible? I don't know if that's real. Like, so, so when y'all are, I mean, this is, y'all just stay with me, okay? So use like, I abhor that thing. And you have to do it in old English, right? Like, it, was it when you were watching Monty Python? I abhor that, that thing. Like, y'all just, I, Pride and prejudice, that's the same thing. I've never said this word in my life, so let me tell you what it means. And this isn't a bad thing in this case. It's to have a deep-rooted dislike. Basically, you hate it. But when when you're hating evil, that's not a bad thing. Let me just promise y'all, that's that's a holy, holy hate. But I don't know if you should use the word abhor, so why don't we just say, so I I strongly dislike and push against what is evil. I hold fast to what is good. Now, now, remember, we're talking about being transformers. We're talking about receiving light and being the light. He says, love genuinely. Go away from evil and hold tight to what is good and love one another with brotherly affection, which means the reason I give y'all dude hugs is not because I'm weird. It's because I love y'all brotherly. I, I I feel like Christians should hug each other and not weird hugs, right? You know what I mean? Like if you're squeezing too long and it's my wife, I'm going to stop your brotherly affection with my wife. Right? Someone say amen. But like, but I'm going to look, because listen, we should love each other. It's fixing to talk about honor, and that's why we don't honor each other, is because we don't love each other, and they go hand in hand. And so y'all really need to come in March, because that series is Love, Sex, and Dating. It's going to be really good. So love one another with brotherly affection. Listen, what does this say? Outdo one another in showing. What's this word? Honor. Say it again. What's this word? Honor. Outdo one another in showing honor. So this is the question I've been asking myself. I bet I've read that. A thousand times in the books that I've read, in the way that God has messed me up, in the, in the middle of, honestly, in the middle of the night on a trip. And since that trip in October, since God rocked my world, I can't get this out of my mind. Reading books, doing all this. This is what I've asked myself right here, guys. Am I outdoing one another in showing honor? Do I honestly consider people more highly than me? Or, or am I putting myself above? Do I, listen, do I desire and not give out? Because that's funny, because it goes directly against everything in the law of the harvest. What I sow, I will then reap. But I want to reap without sowing in. I want to not give out, but I want to receive. That's not how it works. Paul said, just listen, if you want to be a transformer, if you want to see God change the world through you, outdo one another in showing honor. Do not be slothful, don't be lazy, but be fervent. In spirit, serve the Lord. Like, don't give up, but keep going. 
And the way that we do that is have our honor in the proper place. We have to continue sowing the seeds. Don't give up. Don't be slothful. Don't be lazy. Keep going. Verse 12, rejoice in hope. Listen, this is, this is what I've considered is, is do people see me and notice that I'm rejoicing in hope and I'm patient in my tribulations, that I'm constant in my prayers, right? Like, like we'll pray for something that's important, but am I constant in prayer? Am I rejoicing in hope? Am I, am I patient when I'm dealing with difficulties? Or does everyone in the world know my difficulties because of my countenance and because of what's inside and what's coming out? Does everyone know about them? Because if that's the case, and, and for some of you that is the case, but here's the deal. You don't live in a culture of honor. It cannot be that way. It cannot be both. Contribute to the needs of the saints and, and seek to show hospitality. And I'd just like to add this. So this is the gospel according to Mark, and y'all don't have to write this down. But And do it with love and show love when you're doing it and do it with a smile on your face and, and be excited to do these things. But, but listen, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I'm going to let you be wrong for a second <laughs> or be right. But this is where God's rocked my world. Mark, okay, this is me and God. I'm letting y'all in. Do, do you think you're out doing one another and showing honor? I'm going to just tell you what. When you realize what Jesus said in Matthew 15 that was repeating what Isaiah said to the people of Israel, you acknowledge me with your mouth and honor me as a result with your mouth but your heart is far from me, I've realized that I try to fake it till I make it, and it's just never worked. And I haven't ever gotten there because my heart hasn't been dealt with, and therefore I'm not renewing my mind as a result of what God's done in my heart, which is what eventually comes out and what my body goes to. So my culture, I want it to be honored, but God has had to deal with me on some major issues, and that's what I'm going to share with you today. This is honestly a testimony, okay? This is where God has dealt with my life, and I believe, listen, I can't begin to stress strongly enough. I believe at the point that this house is a house of honor where we honor God first and we honor others second and we honor and we receive honor and know that it's coming, but we care about that third. I really believe this. That's the point that God changes the world through us. And it starts with being transformed in the renewing of our minds and realizing that everyone has a significant part. But here's Here's what I want you to understand, and I want to kind of give you some background on what honor is. In the Greek, it's the word time. It's literally spelled time, but it's pronounced time. Time. If you don't want to write that down, that's fine. If you watch funny things, it's time. But, like, that might help you remember it, right? But, and it's kabod in the Hebrew. Kabod and time. And here's what it means, okay? It means to, to elevate because of the weight that you perceive something having. It's holding in a great value. Like, for instance, if I gave you a piece of gold and I gave you a penny, would you handle them the same way? Y'all are allowed to talk right now. And if you would, then I would tell you the penny is gold and ask you for cash in return, right? Because you are not smart. I love you, but you're not, right? But, but because we look at things and we know they're valuable. We know they're valuable. We perceive them as valuable when we realize that they are. But here's the deal. Y'all get this. I think, and I've always thought of dishonor, and this is really what God's done to me more than anything right here, guys. What I always perceived as dishonor, and I apologize, what I perceived as dishonor was like pushing against. Or like, for instance, with my wife, when I smart off to her, when I, when I say something nasty to her, that's not, that's not really the definition in the original language. The definition is to make one common or to make something common. Now, that's crazy. Because that's never how I originally thought. I thought dishonor was like, like if I took the flag 
right? Where our military will fight and die for it. And if I burn it, that is obviously dishonor. And we fight back. But just to turn our backs and not salute it, or listen, maybe I'm the only one and maybe y'all will laugh at me. I don't care. But when they play the national anthem and I see boys in, in their military gear, I tear up and I'm thankful for them and I honor them. And I want to clap for them. And then when they do the things and the little girls and boys go and they see their daddy for the first time in two years, I want to honor them. Why? Because I believe they deserve respect. And so all that people have to do, and y'all can clap for that. That's worth clapping for. Listen, listen. All that you have to do to dishonor is just stand there like this. You don't have to cuss at it. You don't have to burn it. You just have to make it common. And here's what God showed me. I'm going to really try to do this without getting emotional this time. The person human being on this planet that I should honor the most is my wife. She is the gift that God gave me. She's the one that I got engaged to on June the, or, I'm sorry, October the 13th. I said June and I don't know why that came to October 13th, 2000 on a, on a full moon, Friday the 13th, we got engaged. I remember the big cookie. I can remember everything about it. And then on August 4th, 2001, I was married. And ever since then, that has been my bride, my first wife. That's what I joke with everybody. I want y'all to meet my first wife. And some people laugh, some people don't get it. But, but, and so now when you get it, you'll laugh. But like, but here's the deal. Here's the deal. When you've lived with someone that long, and some of you have, right, or longer, or even two years or one year, and she's the one or he's the one that you are married to, they become common really quickly, don't they? You know what I mean? Like, y'all ever said this? If you have, please don't say yes, because I'm probably going to roundhouse you. And I don't want to get fired. I really like my job. But that's my old lady. Listen to me right now. If you've ever said that, just, just like seriously write down right now. I'm going to apologize to you as soon as I get home because I don't want to make a scene now. Because listen to me. If that's your old lady, I love you, okay? I love you from the love of the Lord. But you are, stop. I was, I'm about to say something not honoring. I don't need to do that. You're awesome, but that's dumb, okay? That's the best thing I can say. That's the nicest way I can do it. Don't do that. She's not your old lady. And you have made her just a common piece of your household and not the bride that God gave you. And ladies, if your husband is someone that you just look at and say, who do you think you are? Then you walk in and you, and you downplay the role of the man of God in the household that God made him. For your home, you don't realize what you are doing. You're creating a culture that is dishonoring because honor elevates, but dishonor decimates. Honor elevates. Dishonor decimates. Say that to yourself right now. Say it out loud. Honor elevates. Say it loud. Honor elevates. Dishonor decimates. Honor elevates. Dishonor decimates. Think about the way that we make everyone in our lives or God so common. Because honor elevates and dishonor decimates. We have made things so common in our lives that we have decimated them. And then we say this, guys. But I just don't get why God's not blessing my home. You called her your old lady. You think it's weird to open the door on a date night or to stand up when she, the bride that God gave you, walks in the room. No. She's your bride. Guys, why would they want to follow us? Is this really what we look like to the world? Like, are we conformed to the pattern of this world so we speak to our spouses or our girlfriends or our parents, honor your father and mother, and your days will be long? Like, is that really, is that really the promise of God that we're following in Ephesians, or are we just saying, that's stupid, that's old-fashioned, I don't have to honor my mom and dad 
My heart is far from God, so I don't need to do that. And what about our bosses? First Timothy said that, that, that people that are owned by other people should even honor. Well, that, I can't imagine what that was like back in the day. And if you have a horrible boss and we talk bad about him, listen, you don't have to do it to his face or her face. You just have to dishonor them with your lifestyle. And honor always, listen to me, always starts with God, but it flows all around. If I'm a boss and I dishonor my employees, that is, that is not what God called me to do. If I dishonor my children, that is not how God told me to act. And I can show you verse after verse of how it's supposed to go. But listen, in every case, when it's a culture of honor, it elevates. And when it's a culture of dishonor, it decimates. And so this morning, whoo! Y'all ready? I'm fixing to give you three points, and I think they're really good. And if y'all will stay with me, I really believe God. I really believe God can change some hearts in here, because here's the deal: I believe that the culture of dishonor in this church starts with your pastor. And God has so revealed it in my life, and it is my hope that starting in my heart, we'll never be able to say that again. And it's been a work in progress for about six months, I guess now since October. And so that's my hope. Will y'all pray with me? God, I really believe that you want to change hearts and lives in here. So the next couple minutes, will you just show us and change us and make us renewed? I love you, Jesus. I'm grateful that you honored us first, and I can't wait to watch and see what that means. But help us and change us. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, three points. Will y'all write them down? Will y'all do that? because I'm fixing to show you why it's dishonoring not to, but y'all just stay with me, all right? Number one, the level of honor you give is determined by the amount of value you perceive. The level of honor you give is determined by the, the amount of value you perceive. Remember that? We look at something and we say, ah, it's not really worthy. We look at something and say, oh, that is worthy. So y'all stay with me. How much do y'all think this is worth? Just not how much did it cost us and how much is it worth? And this is not a trick and it's not spiritual. How much is this worth? Five cents, good guess. It's a little more than that. How much? It's worth eight to nine cents, I think. And if I'm wrong, we'll just let the truth get in the way of a good story. All right. So it's about eight or nine cents. That was funny. Y'all can laugh. Like it's worth about eight or nine cents. And honestly, if you offered me a dime, I would trade with you right now because that's what it's worth to me. Now, I will say on Sundays when I see them laying around on the ground, it kind of hurts my heart a little bit because I'm looking at dime, 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 right? So that's free. That's whatever. And so it costs the church about 800 to a thousand dollars a year to print all of our worship guides. And so I see that as $1,000, you know what I mean? Down the road, that's, that's a lot of money. There's value in that. And then here's another worship guide slash bulletin. I'm just going to show it to you. Turn it around. This is from 1941. Please don't be spiritual. Y'all just play along with me. Is that good? Can y'all do that? Yeah. Okay, good. How, if you were at the first service, you're not allowed to play. All right. How many of y'all would give me $10,000 for this piece of paper? Nope. Someone would? $10,000? You got the money? Just kidding. This, this probably costs, I'm guessing like maybe you could do two for a penny or three for a penny back then, and maybe more than that. I have no idea. And this is, this is what it is. The Cuyahoga Falls Young People's Meeting Congregational Church up in Ohio. It says who the hymn, who was, who was singing, who was doing all these things. And then speaker. How many baseball fans we got? Baseball fans, like for real baseball fans. You know baseball. How many people don't have a clue anything about baseball? This ain't going to mean anything to you, but just stay with me, all right? Is there, there's an award at the end of the year for like a pitcher and, and when they win. What's it called? Cy Young Award. Huh. I'll be doggone. Cy Young is the speaker. 
And that's his autograph at the bottom of this paper. Like, if there was a Mount Rushmore of baseball, Cy Young's on there. Why? 511 wins. Listen, that doesn't mean anything to you if you don't care about baseball. And we love you still, but you need to care about baseball. Like, 511 wins. Number two, Walter Johnson. 94 less than that. That's a lot. I don't know if you know this, but if you win 20 games in the major leagues today, you're like a rock star. You're amazing. 20's a lot less than 511, okay? Y'all with me? That's, that's free. Y'all should clap for that. That's good math, okay? 511. This dude broke all the records. He was the man, and he died in 1955. Now, there's not many Cy Young autographs out there, and a lot of them are worth a lot of money. I don't know if this is worth a ton of money, but it is to our family because my grandmother got the autograph while she was at this church service in 1941. So if you offered me $20 for a piece of paper, seems like a good deal, but I'm not taking 20 and I'm not taking more. Why? Because I honor this thing because I perceive the value to be much more than money. It's precious to us. I'm a baseball fan and I just think it's really cool that our family has a Cy Young autographed piece of paper. That's crazy, right? He died in 1955. That's crazy cool. So if you come up and say, Pastor Mark, I want to see that, I'm, I'm going to say, I love you. No, you can't see it, right? Because I value that. And I want to give you three Ps, and I really think these will help you, to know if you honor things or not. If you honor something, you protect it. So like, we have this inside of a piece of plastic, and then inside of a, an old um, department of the Navy, like, case. And we know where it is in a... Um, at my cousin's house in a safe. Why? Because we value this. We protect it. We don't want a fire to burn it. It's a, it's a family keepsake, and it's important to us. And then you praise it. Now, in this case, it's just a little bitty piece of paper, and so we don't, like, give praise. But as soon as Cy, Cy Young's name comes up and you've had a conversation with me, I would tell you about this because I think that's awesome. Let me ask you all something about this. The name of Jesus just start there. Do you protect the name of Jesus with your mouth or do you curse the name of God with your mouth? Do you, do you give him praise and then do you prioritize? You give time when you perceive value to something. Y'all stay with me. This is, this is free, but this is really what I believe, okay? If you take offense to stuff easily, you're about to enjoy an offense, so you're welcome, and I'm just going to give you a fair warning. The people in this church that I've talked to and the thousands of people outside of our church that go to other churches, that this is their attitude. This is a, this is a culture of dishonor, and it starts with your heart. Pastor Mark, I'm going to go to church and stuff, and I'm going to give a little bit of money, but I don't have three hours a week, so I can't come to one and serve the other. I can't give you three hours. That's a lot of time. Let me, let me try, I'm just trying to do math in my head. So, so you, have, you have seven days in a week, and you have, you have 24 hours every single day. And, and we ask, and, and so God, because you've chosen this house of worship to serve in and worship in, we have three hours. But, but that's hard, Pastor Mark. You don't understand. That's cool. That's cool. But I'm just telling you it's not a priority. I'm not mad at you. Don't, don't misunderstand. Don't misunderstand. I'm not mad. But I'm telling you, your heart is not a heart of honor and your culture is not a culture of honor if you say that it's hard. Listen, what about showing, showing up to church on time? Showing up to church on time. This is free. I'm not mad at you. But if it's hard to get to church on time, is it really a priority to get to church? Like, is it something that you're excited about? 
And, and I'm not saying like once in a while and you're late because you had a flat tire, your alarm over. I'm talking about every single week. You know what I mean? Like the people that show up at, at, for the 11 o'clock service at 1120 every Sunday. I don't know who you are because I have my back turned. So that's awesome. I never know who it is. So I don't know who I'm talking to right now. So if it's you, this is between you and God. But is that really a priority? You know what I mean? Like, like don't you, when, when you're excited about something and you go to Clemson or Carolina games, do you get there after kickoff? No, what do you do? What's it called? Tailgate. Tailgate. How cool would it be if people tailgated for church because they expect God to do something? You know what I mean? I'm serious. I'm serious. And what about money? What about money if God is truly, if God has called us to be obedient? And 100% of what we have, this is from the Bible, this isn't my opinion, it's from God. And then we struggle to give God back the first fruit, the first 10% of his money. Is he really a priority? I'm just asking, is that really of the culture of honor or is it a culture of I hope so? And that goes with my wife. If, if I don't prioritize her time and if it's all about me, who do I think really matters in my life? Like, is it really about her? Is it really about me? It's about me. And, and if I look at you guys and I think, who cares? Y'all are hurting. Who cares? And our volunteer leaders, who cares? And everyone else, who cares? And I never give praise, but I want praise back. And I never protect, but I want protection that I'm living a life that is funny and it's never going to happen because here's why. We expect to give nothing and get everything. And number two, this is the problem with that. This is the problem. The level of value you receive is the level of value you give. Say it again. It's the level of value you give. I want to receive blessings and honor and I want people, listen, this is the truth, right? If if y'all aren't like me, that's okay, but y'all can talk to me. I need y'all to preach with me. I want to receive a blessing from God, but I don't give a blessing. I want God to do something in this church, but this church's, this church's culture isn't honor. We want to be transformed. We want to change the world, but we receive what we give. The, it's, it's the law of the harvest. What we sow, we will reap. If I'm, listen, if I'm constantly sowing negativity, if what comes out of my mouth toward any form of leader or any form of equal is just, ah, just, then what do I expect will happen? So I love this. I'm reading a book and I recommend it to any of you, or I've read a book, I mean, and I'm rereading it and taking notes. And this summer we're going to do a whole series on culture through honor. It's called Honor's Reward. And here's a story in there that I found fascinating. And maybe this will help understand what this means. So a guy goes and preaches at a friend's church. And while he was there, the friend pastors the uh, prison ministry right across town, like a couple minutes away. So at 8 a.m. on Sunday mornings, he preaches there. At 11 a.m., he preaches at his church. Long story short, he walks in, uh, maximum security, 1,500-person prison, 100-plus people show up. God's spirit falls. People get saved. It's unbelievable. And he's so jacked up. People got healed, like not they touch him and they fall down healed, but like really got healed, right? And, and they walk away and they're on cloud nine and they get into the car and they drive over. He's preaching the same message. I need y'all to get this. Don't miss this. He's preaching the same message at a big, large church where everybody's excited. It's unbelievable. He's preaching the exact same message just a few minutes later. And nothing, listen, nothing happens. A large audience is listening and nothing happens. Why? What's the difference? The level of value you receive is the level of value you give. They weren't leaning in. 
They weren't honoring God's man who was bringing the message that day. And they thought, and they got in the car and they said, what was wrong with him? He didn't have a good message prepared. What was wrong with this dude? Y'all check this out. This is what's really cool about my job and what really stinks about my job. It ain't about me. If you thought today that if I preached a good message, you'd get a word from God, and if I preached a bad message, you would not get a word from God, you've missed the point of God. God brings the word. He chose to use me as the voice of this house for him, but that's all I am. And you know, 1 Timothy does say a prophet is worth double honor because people realize that they want to receive a word from God, but it's not about giving them more money or giving them more praise. It's because you lean in more and you want to receive the word from God. It's not because we we deserve, deserve I deserve no accolades. Here's the truth, none. But when we honor and when we have a culture of honor, we look at it differently and say, you know what, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to receive the word because the level of value I receive is the level of value I give. And this is the part I find fascinating. I didn't write it down for the sake of time. But Matthew 13 said, a prophet is not without honor except in his own home or hometown. And so Jesus was from Nazareth, and the Bible says that he did not do many miracles because of their lack of faith. And how cool is it that faith and honor go hand in hand? When I believe in something or I believe in someone, I honor it. But when I, listen, when God wasn't honored today, when God is not honored In the past, when God wasn't honored, while Jesus was on the earth in the towns that didn't honor him, they just looked at him and said, you're just a carpenter boy, right? They made him common. Remember that word? They made Jesus common. And as a result of the commonality that they thought of him, he did not perform miracles. Why? The level of value you receive is the level of value you give. When I pour in, it comes back. And listen, this is the problem. So many people sit on their hands, and when God does something great, they can't clap and get excited. And when we sing all the amazing worship songs that we give, we are standing there with a mad, mundane, common look on our face, and we're listening. We're singing to the God that in the Old Testament, before Jesus came, if you walked into the Holy of Holies, you would fall down and die. The same God who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, who sent him down to die for us, is the God that we are too common with and think he's one of us. He's not one of us. He's the creator. He's the sustainer. He's the one that gives me life. He's the one that gives me hope. He's the one that gives me a future. And yet we can't even clap our hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Because you know why? He's common. He's common. We sit there and he's common. And we have a look on our face because he's common. And the people beside us are common. And everything else is common. Why? And we've never figured this out. God, why am I not receiving a blessing? I just can't get it. This is crazy. I can't get, like, God, why aren't you blessing my life? And we get mad at God. Here's the truth. Like, if if we all just take off the bullcrap meter and we're just honest, right? I don't mean to be crude or dishonoring, but this is the truth. I don't get it, God. I'm mad at you. And we look at all of our difficulties, remember? In our tribulation, keep going. In our prayer, just keep, keep praying. And everything that we do, keep going. Why? Because at the value I receive is because of what I've given. And, and this, is, this is what it means. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And whatever's coming out of me when no one else is around, not in church, but when no one else is around. Translation, if love and respect and honor is the culture of your life to God first and to other people as a result, because God said love God and love people, Like, this is the commandment that you can live by. And by this will all men know you're my disciples if you love one another. And I'm just going to add and show respect and honor as well. And then we're like this. Why do people not want we? 
I don't get why they don't want what we have. It, it doesn't make sense. Really? Like, I don't, I don't want what we have a lot of times because we are in a culture of honor. Number three, I'm going to go fast. Honor is about what you decide, not what they deserve. So recently, Lainey got into some trouble at school. She actually, if y'all were here this morning, we were having a little talk this morning, but she wasn't really in trouble this morning, but there was a little something that she did walking behind some curtain or something, and she disobeyed her mama. So she might be in trouble later because you can't dishonor my wife. But here's what happened. At school, Lainey, Lainey uh, has this little club after school, and she's like the boss, and she's so sweet. She really is the sweetest thing in the whole world, but every once in a while, she'll get a little bit of her daddy in her, and she'll decide to buck up and be kind of mean. And she just told this little girl that had been mean to her in the past, you can't be in my club, right? And so um, then she was mean to her teacher who corrected her, and there was a big falling out. Leah came in the room because it's just down the hall from her room, and she went nuts. I don't want a spanking from daddy. I don't want to get in trouble. And I'm like, Jack, like we beat you. This is the worst thing ever. <laughs> so she gets home, and I disciplined her. I took some stuff away for a time period. I disciplined her, and I sat her down, and it was real calm. It was quiet. It was afterwards, and I said, baby, can you tell me why daddy loves you? She said, because you think I'm beautiful. <laughs> and I said, baby, daddy does think you're beautiful. And by the way, dads, this is free. If you don't tell your daughters that they're beautiful, someone's going to, and it's not going to be a good situation, so maybe it should be you. And I'm so happy that my daughter thinks that I think she's beautiful because she is beautiful, and her daddy loves her, but that's not why. And I said, no, baby, that's not why. Because you say I'm sweet. And I said, baby, I do think you're sweet, but that's not why daddy loves you. You know why your daddy loves you? Because back when you were in mommy's belly, I used to give kisses all the time to mommy's belly because I was kissing my baby girl that was coming. And I think you're amazing. And I decided right then that I was going to love you no matter what you did and no matter how much you deserve it. I was going to show you honor. But Mike, I need you to get this. That doesn't mean that just because I show honor that I don't discipline. And don't miss this about God. You can do nothing. This is crazy. I don't get this. This blows my mind with God. It's so cool. There's nothing you can do to change the love of God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he will never love you less or never love you more. And no matter what Leah and Laney and Haston do, I will love them because they are mine. But listen, there's consequences to sin, and there's honor, reward, and honors consequences when you don't. There's honors rewards, and then there's consequences when you don't. And so for Lainey, her iPad got taken, and her iPad is going to get taken tonight, and it's not because I don't love her. Why? I want to teach her, and listen, what gets rewarded gets repeated. If y'all don't know that, you need to write that down. What gets rewarded gets repeated. If you reward bad behavior, you will repeat bad behavior, or the people that are under you or learning from you will repeat it. God is not a God that is a moron. He is amazing, and he is not going to reward you for bad behavior, and he's not going to bless you if you don't bless others. That's the facts. But God gave us the most beautiful demonstration of honor and love anyone has ever given in the history of the world, and it's found in Romans chapter 5. And this is what it says. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, I want you to think about these words as I'm closing. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though for a good person... And I still think this one, this verse 7 is hard, right? For a good person, one would dare to even die. 
And that's some people down the line, or maybe, maybe your spouse. But for, listen, listen. Romans chapter 6 says that the wages of our sin is death, but this is what Romans 3 says, two chapters before that. All of us have sinned and fallen short of his glory, and we're all like sheep have gone astray, and we're all far from God. But listen, and at the right time when we were weak, he came, but God showed his love for us, and this is honor. We did not deserve it. There was no one that has ever breathed life as a human being, starting with Adam because he was perfect, and then he chose to sin and ate of the fruit. And since then, there's never been one person that is deserving of the honor of God's love. But God showed and demonstrated honor to us and his love for us that while we were still sinners, he died for us. Check this out. The reason that so many people in churches today don't have a culture of honor is because they've never met the only human person, thing, anything on this planet. None of those things that I just said are really deserving of honor. It's only God. And they've never met him. And so honor has never come in. And as a result, honor can never go out. And this is why God deserves to be honored above everything else. That while I was still a sinner... And while I was utterly hopeless and lost, he came and rescued me with grace and with love and with beautiful mercy. And what do I do in return? What do I do in return? I walk out the door and I deny him because in my heart, dishonor seeds are sown constantly. And I say, God, why aren't you blessing me? So guys, this is how I'll close and this is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to do. I want you to honestly consider this question and it's different. Do I really know the one? Listen, do I really know the author of honor? Do I really know the author of love? Have I really met the person who Jesus was sent by? Do I really know Jesus? Is, is, is he in my heart? Have I trusted him as my Savior and my Lord? Or, or, or is, it just, is it just motions that I'm going through? Because guys, here's the deal. Here's the deal. You can fake it. But if you're, if you're not leaning in, you're pushing back. And you're not abhorring evil. You're clinging to it. And then you say this. Why is all this happening? Guys, it's not a get out of jail free ticket and it doesn't guarantee. The Bible says that tribulation is going to come, but be of good cheer. He has overcome the world. That's John 16, 33. He's overcome the world. We know that we have hope in Jesus Christ. But listen, so many people do not have that hope in Jesus and so they say, why can I not have peace? Why can I not have joy? Why is my culture not a culture of honor? It's because of Jesus or a lack thereof. It's because some people have received the light, but they've not given off the light. And at the point that we start giving it off, we're transformers. And people begin to look in our church and say, I want what you have. I want to be like that. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of the winning team. Guys, we've already overcome. We've already won. I'm just asking you to join the club that's already won. You don't have to try harder. You don't have to be more. You have to give up and let God. It is time for us to stand up and say, Jesus, I am yours and you are mine. And for so many of us, this is what I believe. You need to bow your heads and close your eyes. And, and this is the prayer. And I'm not even going to ask you to pray it, but I just want you to know what it is. Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, just like Romans 5 says. And I believe that you rose from the dead and I am a sinner that does not deserve your love and honor, but I receive it today because you offer it freely. And today, change my heart, change my life, and I give you everything today. Jesus, save me. I love you, Jesus. Save me. 
And guys, if that's you, what I want you to do in just a second is just raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor Mark. I want to be saved. I want Jesus to come in my life and save me from my sins. And for the rest of you, I'm going to give you an opportunity to say, my culture is not honorable. Guys, to make something common and mundane and ordinary is to dishonor. And it is time for us to believe that this church and your friends and everyone is deserving of honor because they are made in the image of God because to those who receive him and are called by his name, he gave us the right to be called his children is what John chapter 1 verse 12 says. That's amazing. And so it, the reason that we honor other people and honor up and honor down is because God honors first and we honor him and honor others as a result. And that's why people want what we have and that's how we're transformers. Will you bow with me? Guys, if you just said, you feel God pulling your heart and you know that God wants to save you right now to those who receive him he gave the right to be his sons and daughters you will receive honor from him you'll receive forgiveness from him just by simply saying yes to Jesus and we will walk with you and help you understand what that means but if that's you and your life is not reflecting of Jesus Christ but you want new life in him that's the first beat of the power that comes from God because honor with no honor, there is no power. With no, with no salvation, there's no even heartbeat in your life. So I just ask you right now, who would say, Pastor Mark, that's me. I need to be saved right now. I'm asking Jesus. There's one person. Does anybody else say, that's me. I need to be saved right now. I need to be saved right now. That's me. If, if, if you raised your hand, will you slip your hand back up? We have a, we have a card that we want to give you. If that's you, will you just slip your hand back up as high as you can real quick so we can um, bring you a note card. Throw your hand back up in the air for me if you just raised your hand. Guys, here's the deal for everybody else. Um, we got a church full of people that if we're all honest with ourselves would say, man, I'm struggling because I'm sowing seeds and expecting a different result. Guys, it's never going to happen. I'm not promising you a new car. <laughs> I'm not promising you a, a crazy amount of blessing flowing. I'm promising you you're going to get back what you give out and what comes from your heart is what is the reality in your life. God needs to heart transplant several people so that you can be a transformer. And what I'm asking you to do is evaluate your life this week if your culture is a culture of honor. Will you stand with me? God, we're going to close in worship but you are the one that is worthy of honor above all else, above all things, above anyone, because you're the God that loves us, that died for us, that rose for us, that lives for us today. And we are grateful for you. God, we honor you above all things. We love you, Jesus. Amen.